you have been going through our Lent readings, you are talking, we've been in the Beatitudes, and uh, I continued reading uh, in, in some of my reading, and I've been in Mark as well, as I've been following Jesus to the cross. And while I was in Mark, there's a place in there where he's at his hometown, and he can't do anything. He can't do any miracles. He said he could help a couple of sick people, but other than that, he wasn't really doing anything. And it said that Jesus marveled at their lack of faith. And I got to looking at that, and I wondered if there was any other times in the New Testament where Jesus marveled at anything. Because to, to get Jesus to marvel really seems like that would be quite a feat if you could get Jesus to go, wow. Because I just don't think there's a whole lot surprises him. And there was one other place and it's here in Matthew chapter 8. So I want us to stand today in honor of God's word. And then we're going we're gonna to read this and then we're going to read God's word together. We don't have to read the other one. We can start right here. Let's just start right here. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself, listen to this, he's saying, I am like you. I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished. I just, I just could see Jesus being astonished. And he said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone. This is, he's saying this guy is super rare. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown aside into the darkness where there will be the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you have believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Let's pray. Lord, today, I pray that you would help us to just come into that safe place under your authority and live there, Lord. Father, we need to hear your word today, and I pray that we would, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It does not take much to astonish me or to make me marvel. I don't know about you, but there's been some times in my life where I've seen some things and just you just kind of went, oh. I can remember the first time that I got close enough that I could look over the edge of the Grand Canyon and it nearly, you know, you see pictures of it, but nothing, you just cannot explain what you see. And it just about, you just go, wow. And when you're driving across Kansas and all of a sudden, because there's nothing in Kansas that'll make you go, but if you're driving, if you keep driving, if you keep driving, all of a sudden on the horizon, and I'm always watching, always watching, and all of a sudden in just a moment, you'll see the mountains and you're like, oh. And the closer you get, the better they are, and they just astonish me. And then uh, in, the, in the fall, every fall, 
when the leaves start to change. I just love it. I love it. And we see all those colors. And, and so it doesn't take much to astonish me. There's, there's things, uh, when I look at the, the universe and, and, and look at the stars and the moon and things like that, the, the sonic corn dog, how do they get a, how do they get a hot dog in there? I mean, it's, it's, it marvels me. I don't understand that. But it doesn't take much to get me going. But I have to think that it would take a lot to get Jesus to go, wow. Because the word says that Jesus was there at creation. So he, he was there when everything was happening. It says that through him, everything was created. And so everything that I marvel at, Jesus has already seen. He's already created anything. I don't think there's very many things that would marvel him. But there are two places in scripture here where it says that Jesus was astonished. It really surprised him. And I, and I have to think that it would be hard to astonish God, because Jesus was God. How do you astonish God? I mean, if you, if you came to God and said, hey, look, look what I found. God would say, yeah, I made that years and years ago. I already made that. Or if you came to him and, and you said, oh, Jesus, I just heard this brand new joke. He goes, yeah, that's a good one. And God didn't even tell it yet because he already knows. Because there he knows everything. And I think it would be hard to astonish him. But this is where he is. And these two places it says that he was astonished. And it was both times he was astonished by faith and by the lack of faith. Both those things astonished him. And he, was, and he marveled at it. And we're going to start kind of in Mark. And, and he was in his hometown and people knew him. And they had been around him. They had seen Jesus. They had watched him grow up. They had seen things that he was doing in his life. And they, when he started to speak and, and, and preach, they had no faith. And, and everywhere else he went, he could do miracles and he could get these things done. But those who had been closest to him had no faith. And it astonished Jesus. He's like, I don't know why these guys can't get it. They have been around me, they have seen me, they have heard me, they, they know my life, they've watched my life, they've been close to me, I've been right there with them, and yet they have no belief in me at all. I wonder if he came to our church this morning, I wonder what he would say in our lives. You've been to church, you've heard the word, you've sang the songs, you've, Jeremiah talked about it all week this week, you've given the money, you've done everything. But your life doesn't line up with what the word says your life should be. How, I think that God sometimes comes into all of our, all of the churches and goes, how is it that you don't get it? How is it that you have my word that you can read anytime you want to? You can look it up on your phone anytime you want to. You can listen to Christian music anytime you want to. You can go to me in prayer anytime you want to. And you still don't believe and you still won't come under my authority and it astonished him and I think that's what happens in our churches at sometimes I think God comes and says how in the world do you not believe in me and the second thing that astonishes is him and the and he was talking to people who should have known him people who were Jewish who who understood scripture who who knew what the old testament was talking about knew who Jesus was they were uh, who the messiah would be they were familiar and he's like I don't understand why you can't figure this out 
And then this Roman centurion comes into his life who has no black background in the Jewish history. He might have known some of the, the things that Jews did, but, but he was not a Jew. He had no uh, contact really with, with Jewish beliefs, probably didn't go to the synagogue or anything like that. He was an outsider. The people that, that the Jews had all given up on, they hated him, didn't even want him around really. But he's this Roman guy that doesn't have anything to do, has no, doesn't go to church, doesn't have any contact with church people. He is basically, if you were a Jew, he was the enemy. He has no contact at all, and yet he comes to Jesus and believes completely, has complete belief in him, has no contact with him uh, other than just walking up to him and saying, I believe in you. And Jesus is like, who is this guy? And so this man is a complete outsider, but he still believes. And I've been learning that people don't have to know much about Jesus to believe in him they don't have to know all the rules they don't have to know the words to the songs they don't have to know anything i'm telling you it's possible and i believe that it it should happen more and more and i'm praying that it will happen more and more people walk in here with no preconceived idea who god is they don't know when to stand up or sit down or what to do and don't know the songs they don't know when you start reading the bible it's they don't know anything about that and i'm telling you people are getting saved And this is proof that happened with Jesus. And it should be happening with us. And it can happen at your work. People don't have to know everything. You don't have to be able to explain everything. They just need to come to a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. And then he'll teach them the rest of it. But this guy comes in and Jesus is astonished by him. And he can't believe it. And, And I've been learning that uh, that this is what happens, and it is. And when Jesus sees this guy, he is astonished by his understanding of what it means to come under authority. Now, when we say authority, people immediately just like back up, because nobody in the society we live in wants to be under authority. We, it's always been a problem. I mean, if you look at, at TV and things like that, no one wants to be under the authority of anybody else. Because, I, I mean, what do people say? You're not going to tell me what to do. I mean, we learn it when we're little. We don't even have to learn it. Nobody teaches it. It just happens. Your little kids are born. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'll scream my head off till I get what I want. And they do but (laughs) but no one wants to come under authority it's like a bad thing nobody's going to tell me what to do when people get hired on at a job the the greatest thing that happens is when they hire someone else and you're no longer the bottom of the totem pole when I used to work at a factory and we had everything was based on seniority it didn't matter if you could do the job or not it was how many days you had been there which I think is ridiculous. But anyway, that's the way it was. And, and you could have Joe Blow, who had been there 50 years and wasn't doing sickum, and another guy come in working a circle around him, and Joe Blow had authority. And so you always, it was always good when someone came in underneath you because you felt like, well, you know, I'm the old guy, and I got some authority over you. And we always felt, you know, you always feel that way. But we don't want, we, we, we don't like to have authority. Husbands. 
We want to have authority over our wives. Wives, the word says you want to have authority over the husbands. And the kids, they want to boss the whole thing. And if you watch in our society, a lot of times the kids end up do. They rule the whole thing. Uh, And then they get out of school and they can't work for anybody because they can't come under anybody's authority. If If you start talking to people about... Uh, hiring people, they said, we can't find anybody that'll come under authority. We can't find anybody that'll show up and do what we want them to do. I, I was talking to Kenny this week. We were in my truck looking, looking at some stuff out of the house. And we, didn't, we just pull into the driveway and Kenny goes, you know what, he needs a job. I can't find anybody. And that's right, Kenny. He said, I, can't. He said, I, said, I think I know somebody that needs a job. He said, I'll hire him tomorrow. He said, I don't care if they'll show up. That's all. I mean, that's a big, long list you got there, Kenny. If they'll show up, if they'd come under authority, boy, and you'd work them forever, wouldn't you? If you could find somebody that would come under authority, but, but we are raising up and we have this idea that nobody can tell me what to do. Nobody's going to be able to tell me what I need to do. And we won't we're raising up more and more generations who will not come under authority. And that's why our homes are a disaster. And our schools are so hard to get anything done in. I don't know how you teachers do it. I do not know how you do it. Because kids will not come under authority. Because they're not taught to come under authority. And, and when Jesus, and it must have been a lot that way then. Because when Jesus sees a guy who understands authority and how it works, he's like, look at this guy. Look at him. I mean, and we're the same way. If you, if you see a kid that obeys his parents, you're like, look at this kid. Look at him. If you, ha- if you have somebody that actually does what they're supposed to do at the job, you're like, I love you. You're like, who is this? And Jesus is astonished by it. He goes, I have not met one person who understands this in all that I've been walking this earth like 30 some years. I've never met anybody that understands authority like you do. This is how astonishing it was because it's so rare. And that makes me think that it's, if it was rare back then, it's got to be rare now, which makes me think that I'm probably not thinking the way I need to be. I'm probably not doing what I need to do because it was so rare, which means I really need to listen to this and see what this guy had because this is what Jesus says we need. This is what, and Jesus says it's rare that people don't think like this. He says, I, I, I'm, I'm astonished that I see this. And if it astonished Jesus, then that means that I need to take note and that I need to be like this. And this is what God has for me. And, and so the people of Israel, you know, you know he, sa- he, sa- he said, I haven't seen anybody like this in all of Israel. Well, Israel should have been coming under God's authority. They knew, all, they'd seen all the stuff. They'd heard all the stories, the Red Sea and all that stuff. They'd seen, they should have come. But Israel had been rebelling for year, hundreds of years. You know, that's just the way they were. They got used to it. They were rebelling. And in the middle of all these people, comes a Roman soldier who completely understands authority 
And Jesus just goes, wow, wow, this guy gets it. When, when I, uh, I used to work with a, comes to our church now, Brian Hesterly. We used to work at a place called Four Star Building Center down in, in Seymour. It's Lucky Lumber now. But at the time, it was Four Star Building Center. And me and Brian went in there, and, and we did whatever we were told to do. No matter what it was, we did what we were told to do. And we did some dumb things. I mean, there were some times that we would do stuff, and I said, Brian, why are we doing this? Because it didn't make any sense at all in my mind. But that's what the bosses wanted to do. And me and Brian, we just, yeah, whatever you want, you know. We'd move stuff around, move like a whole department. We'd move the whole thing around. Five or six days later, we'd move the whole thing back, you know. And we just like, well, this was dumb. You know, we did this all the time. But whatever they said to do, we did. And we had these young kids and they'd come in and they'd go, why are you doing that? That's dumb. I know. But that's what we do. And me and Brian Hesterly would come under the authority of our owners. And you know what? We had the run of the place. We had the keys. We locked up. We opened up. Whatever we wanted to do, they, if, we, if we really needed a day off, they'd figure out a way. Because why? Not because we tried to go over them, but because we came under them. And when, when we came under them, they let us do whatever we wanted to do. Because we would come under authority. And the world, calls, the world says, don't let anybody tell you what to do. But God calls us to come under authority. And authority always comes from above. I've listened to Adrian Rogers this week, and he was, he was preaching on the same thing. And I caught the tail end of one message, and I wish I'd heard it all, because this probably would have helped me done a better job on this. But it comes down, and we see a coming under authority modeled by Jesus. In Genesis, it talks about that all the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all there together, and they were all equal. But yet we see Jesus always comes under the authority of God. He's equal to God. He is God. But he always comes under, we see it all through the New Testament. He always comes under the authority of God. Authority is always linked to obedience. When Adam was under God's authority, do you understand that everything was going great in the garden as long as he was under the authority? Think about this, fellas. He didn't have to go to work. He didn't have to do anything like that everything that was around them was edible i'd have weighed 800 pounds the word talks about it it says that everything that you could see was good for food i mean they could they didn't have to they didn't have to farm they didn't have to go to a job they had everything was going great as long as he's here as long as he stays under authority but as soon as he steps out of under the authority, I mean the wheels fall off of that thing. And sin comes in. And weeds and snakes and ticks and disease and everything else. When he, do you understand that when he was under authority, everything was great. It was great. You ever think that Adam thought, man, I wish we'd have stayed under authority. Do you know what? In our lives... Now this does because of the fall, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. 
But I'm going to tell you this. Your life is way better when you stay under the authority of God. My family life is way better when I stay under the authority of God. My marriage is way better when I stay under the authority of God. Everything works better. I'm a better employee. I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better person when I stay under the authority of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you this this morning. You're either under the authority of Jesus or you're under the authority of Satan. Because as soon as Adam steps out from the authority of Jesus, I mean of God, he steps under the authority of self or Satan and starts looking out for himself. And when you step out from under God's authority, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And authority is always, we always have to be under the authority. The army, the police, the school, the factory, everything is always based on coming under authority. Parents, moms, dads, you need to be coming under the authority of God. And then moms, husband, husbands first and foremost, men, men, men. You need to be under God's authority. And, and most of the time, if, if you are following God and under God's authority... I have never met a woman. I'm I'm sure there are some, but there are not very many. It would astonish me who would not gladly come under the authority of a man who is under God's authority. My wife, her favorite thing is when I'm following God and doing what God, she has no problem coming under that at all. She loves that place. It's a safe place. And men, we are called to be, and we always say, oh, we want our family to follow God. We want our family to follow God. We want our kids to follow God. We just want our kids to follow God. If our kids would just follow God. We want them to be under the authority of God. Well, if you want kids, you want your kids to be under the authority of God, it starts, men, with you being under the authority of God. And then women being under the authority of them under the authority of God. And then your kids will come under the authority. And all those things, they come under the authority of God. But it starts with dads. And then women are made to respond to that. And then the kids will respond to that. But it starts with the dad and the mom being under God's authority. If you have any, if we have any hope of our kids being under the authority of God, we need to be under the authority of God because we always come under it. And that has to happen in us first. And moms and dads, we have to do that. And it starts with us. The word says for the children, obey your parents, wives submit. And so men, it starts with us. And you say, well, you know, I would come under God's authority, but I don't have time. I'm too busy. I've got so many things going on. If you're not under authority of God, something else, you're under the authority of something else. Something else is over you. And I want to ask you this morning, what's, what's got authority over you? Well, you know, I, I got to work. I, 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 and you can't get along. You have to have a job. But, uh, but we come under authority of our job sometimes. And God has not called us to be under the authority of where we work. He has called us to be under his. What, what are you under the authority of? Some of you are under the authority of your kids. 
My wife and I have been, the other day she was on the Facebook as we was going down the road. And I don't know who, what you think of Francis Chan. I, I, think he's, I think he's a great pastor, a great writer, a great mind uh, in our day. Uh, had a mega church and, and, and pretty well just left it and, and has done uh, just a lot of just low-key ministry and stuff. And it just a great mind. He says one of the greatest things that he thinks is, is, is tearing up the church today is that families are worshiping family. That the family comes before God. This great thing, the family is a great thing and our kids are a great thing. But he believes that we have put family above God. And it's easy to do because it's so important. It's so important. Family time is important. Our kids are important. The things that we do, and, we, and, and, and in our mind, we, we think this is a really good thing, which is where Satan always gets us on the good things. And, 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 it, and it turns out, and what happens is we start worshiping our family, and we come under the authority of our family instead of the authority of God. And children be, end up being the authority and deciding what the whole family does. I was, I was talking to some people that don't go to church here and we was talking about something. And uh, they said, well, I'll have to check with my kids to see if, if that's what they want to do. And I was like, what? Landon, you ever remember me coming in and saying, hey, Landon, would this be okay if we did this? I don't check with them about nothing. They check with me. They check with Cindy. <laughs> I don't. I don't ever remember saying, "Hey guys, uh, do you want to go do this today?" I say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is a choice. This is it." But it, it, it comes to now where, uh, do you want to go here? You, you, do you want to go? Where do you want? Where do you want to eat? Really? My question was. Do you want to eat? Because this is where we're going. And it comes, and, and I. And I tell you what, I have. I would like to not say what I'm saying right now, but it is so true, I can't not say it. And we've got things out of order to where. The children run the family and we worship what they say and that's exactly opposite of what God has he calls us to be an authority under him and then they come under authority and don't be surprised when your kids don't want to obey you because you have allowed them to be an authority I'm telling you what and know my heart when I say these things this morning but I'm telling you we have a lot of families in our church who are under the authority of your kids' sports teams. Your whole family comes under the authority of whatever they're doing. They set your schedule. They set your time. And in the spring and summer, it's baseball, and that's who we're under authority. And in the winter, we're under football and volleyball and basketball or whatever it is. And we don't even notice it's going on. And that's why it's so interesting that Jesus finds someone and he says, and it was going on then. We think, oh, well, they didn't have all this stuff back then. They had something back then. 
And that's just one thing. It can be, and, and I got to watch it in my own life. I have, I, I'm, I'm telling you that I, I have something right now that I am fighting the authority of to keep from coming under the authority of it. We're trying to, we're trying to move and, and get uh, this place done. And I'm, I'm telling you what, I am fighting to not come under authority of that stupid place. I'm telling you, that's just where I'm at. Cindy, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm right. And I, and I am like, God, I will not come under the authority. That, that place will not own me. And I will set it, and I'm not, I will not be owned by it. And, and we think, oh, well, this is just stuff that we deal with. They were dealing with it at that time because when Jesus saw this guy, he saw everybody and he knew what was going on. And this guy stood out like a, like a sore thumb and he said, I get it. Authority, I come under you. And Jesus was like, where have you been? I have not seen anybody like you. Everybody else just comes under the authority of everything else and, and they're run by their job and they're run by this and they're run by that and, and whatever's going on, they, they come under the authority of this or that and you understand it. And he was like, where have you been? I've not seen it. Jesus is giddy over this guy. I ain't seen anybody like you. I've been walking this. And Jesus, you know, he left heaven. Do you understand? He left heaven and his life was... Imagine leaving heaven for earth and walking in an earthly body. And, and Jeremiah talked about it. He got sick and he stunk and he smelled. And you go, oh, no, Jesus didn't smell. He smelled. He, they didn't have deodorant back then. I bet he was like, you know, a few years from now, this is not going to be a problem. But now we're going to smell. But he, he, under, he got sick and tired. He got tired and walked. And he said, I've been walking this earth for 30 some however many years and you get it. Do you know how rare that must be? And I pray, I pray that God would be able to say that in my life. You get it. I hope that he wouldn't be able to walk into our church like he did his hometown and say, why don't you get it? Do you understand how different the reaction is? Why don't you, why don't you get it? I gotta be honest with you, sometimes I feel that way. I feel like that. Would Jesus marvel at you at how willing you are to come under his authority? And I just want to ask you this morning, are you under God's authority? And I've tried to think what that would look like. And I was up early this morning trying to think, what does it look like? And Jeremiah did such a good job this week. I think sometimes we think of God as do this, do that, you know, like my good friend, Gary Trescott, come on soldier, do that, you know, I think that's how we, I mean, I can, Gary was a drill sergeant and I can, I would not want to be under him. He's, he's, 
scary. But uh, it wouldn't be like, it's not like that. It's Jesus coming along and saying, putting his arm, I mean, he's, he's my friend. And he's saying, this is where I want you to go. This is what I have for you. And either we stay there in that place close to him and we're letting him guide or we kind of, have you ever, you ever, you ever put your arm around somebody and they kind of go like that? You ever get your kids when they're mad at you, you grab them and they go. <laughs> you ever, you ever had anybody, you ever have somebody that you thought was your friend and you grab them and they just kind of. This morning, Jesus is coming and walking among us. And he's coming and he's wanting to put his arm around you and say, it's not beating it in your head and making you and making you. He's saying, well, you just, I know what's best. I got the best way. I got this wonderful way. Will you you just come? This morning, are you going to just yell? Are you going to? It's not running away. It's just kind of pulling out from underneath him. Where he had today. I want us to stand. If you're not under God's authority, you're under someone else's authority you're under satan's authority we hate to even say that but because we don't think of it like that but that's what it is and it can be anything whose authority are you under today If your family and your kids are following you, whose authority are they under? Think about it. Who's coming? If if they're under your authority, whose authority are they coming under? I'm not going to have you come, Lance. I just I'm just going to open up the altars. I don't know why, but I am just I just want it the way it is. God's coming this morning and he's placing his arm around you and he's saying, are you going to come under my authority? What are you doing today? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to say, yes, God, yes. I, I realize I have not been under your authority and I want to be. And You need to come and pray and say, God, I want, that's where I want to be. God, help me to be under your authority. Or are you going to just pull away? The altars are open this morning. If you need to come, come. I think God wants to speak to you today. It was so important that when he saw it, he was like, I can't believe this guy gets it. Which means it's really easy to miss. Are you under his authority? Are you under his authority today? 
Anybody else? Say, there's a place in my life where I'm not under God's authority. Anybody else? Lord speaking today. Lord speaking. Mom, Dad, Dad. You want your family? You know, we talk a lot. We talk a good talk. I want my kids to follow God. I want my family to follow God. If they follow you, are they going to be under God's authority? Hey, let's just be honest this morning. Let's just be dead honest. It starts with us. Are you under God's authority today? Are you under the authority of your job or your employer or something else? Have you come completely under the authority of God? And it's so easy to... We don't even notice it. I'm going to pray. And I want you to be seated right where you're at. I I don't know why we couldn't sing today. I wanted to. I just, the Lord didn't want us to today. I want us to pray for just a minute.